welcome back to Grit I Gamble, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by the entire collective, the disciple, Brett Colson, Donnie, D.P. Peters, and the resident moves himself, Mo Nuwara. I wanted to break the TNF rules last evening. I wanted to put the Vikings plus seven on the card. And it's a good thing that we did not, because we would not have gotten a full point. However, we wouldn't have gotten zero. We would would have gotten a half point. Uh, DP, you were strident all week. Don't break the TNF rules. Uh, I think you saved us there. I don't know. Half point's still valuable. What What did you think about last night's affair in Los Angeles, DP? Uh, it was pretty wild, and there was absolutely no defense whatsoever. Um, I mean, I just I just don't think that we should steer away from something that we put in place that has seemed to work out for us in the past and has a lot of weight that plays into it just with that whole Friday injury report, just seeing what's going to happen going into the weekend. I just don't want to risk it. Don't want to risk it. Not not this early in the season, at least. Much later in the season, we got to gamble on some things, fine, but this early, stick with the plan. I know somebody who enjoyed all the offense last night, and that is Mo Nuara. Mo, you loved those fireworks last evening here in L.A., exciting football right that shit was almost as bad as the super bowl last year stop it It, there was zero defense in the super bowl last year there was actual defense last night the quarterbacks just shredded last night it was awesome both those guys made throws i didn't think they were capable of it was incredible most notably golf the last touchdown to bobby woods i mean i've not seen that guy make that throw yeah, but those first two touchdowns from Cousins were like, what? The Rams guys were right there. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, that game last night was amazing. Who are these guys? If you did not listen to the recap on Tuesday, then there's two things that I need to tell you. One is that we are 8-6-1 and one in the Las Vegas Super Contest, tied for 775 in the top 25 percentile. We are climbing. And the other is that we are now presented by... Sharpside.com, members of the Roto-Grinders family. Sharpside.com is creating great communities in sports betting like the Roto-Grinders and Pocket Fives families. You should go and download the app. Just search Sharpside in the App Store. Get in there, track your picks, track your friends' picks, check the leaderboard. They're in uh, kind of a build-out phase right now. So if you guys like the app, if you have any critiques or suggestions, go ahead and shoot at Donnie underscore Peters, uh, a tweet, give your review. I'm sure they'd love uh, a good rating in iTunes as well. So sharpside.com, very happy to be with them. And we are on to week four. This is a week where the collective has a lot of consensus, seven consensus picks to be exact. Only two hosts have lone wolves, And they are very low. None of them made the top five. The highest is a nine out of 14. The others are below a six. So five and below. So a ton of consensus on this pod, which is both exhilarating and scary somehow at the exact same time. Uh, The first thing we do on this show is we talk about split games where each host or each game has two hosts on either side. And the one this week that I knew in my bones was going to be a split contest was the AFC East matchup between the Dolphins and the Patriots. The Patriots are laying six and a half at home against Miami. And the person who has the most conviction in this game and is fading the Patriots, this is a shocker to anybody who's listened to any of our podcasts, it is Donnie Peters. Donnie, why do you have the Dolphins on your card in your top five? What's going on? so I had a really difficult time with this week, okay? And I, I did out all my picks. I made my sides, and I was trying to rank them in order. And, and uh, honestly, I ranked pretty much every other game, and this one just kept moving up by default because of where the other ones were falling. Um, my, my initial thought with this one is that, you know, just laying six and a half with this Patriots team right now just seems downright scary. I just – I don't see it. I think that the Dolphins – um, are playing very well. I, I know that it's it, the Dolphins are weird to me. So they're, I feel like I'm doing a bit of mo here, by the way, where I'm like not really 
Tell us why you're wrong. Keep telling us why you're wrong. Just keep going. (laughs) So, like, the Dolphins to me are, they're both overrated, but also undervalued. Like, if if that makes any sense. No, zero. Zero whatsoever. (laughs) Well, I feel like there's a lot of people out there that are, that are, a lot of the like the the talking heads are, are trying to like maybe maybe they're just putting on a show, but they're trying to talk about how the Dolphins are a really good team, or they're trying to write about how the Dolphins are a really good team. But then uh, every everyone that I talk to, in terms of like people that I talk to, just kind of gauge like you know regular Joe Schmo where the hell he's going to be betting. They're all always about the Patriots, and they still are. You know, they're still like, oh, the Patriots aren't going to lose three in a row. This is when they're going to blow doors against the Miami team going back home. I mean, I just personally, I just don't see it. I am a little bit worried that the public is more on the Dolphins here than they are on the always public Patriots. But overall, I mean, I just, I can't, like I said, I can't lay six and a half right now with this Patriots team. I just cannot do it. They've been getting shredded on the ground. Um, I think that Miami can really just kind of line up and run straight in this game if they want to. And then I think a lot of uh, Miami's offensive weapons, um, just those lot of speedy, quick wide receivers. I don't think that the Patriots are going to be able to cover them. They don't have the linebackers to do it. They don't have the linebackers to match up with tight ends or uh, people out of the backfield. And they don't have the, the cornerbacks outside of Gilmore right now who can do anything on defense. And, you know, most of the time in the past, you would say, oh, well, the Patriots are just going to score 40 points and just cover up everything that their defense does wrong. Well, they don't have that this year. They just they don't look right on offense. And that's like really the big thing is that the offense is no longer able to mask the defense. So I think this one is going to be a lot closer than people think. I could see the Patriots certainly pulling out a win here. Don't get me wrong, you know, but I think it's going to be a very close game and six and a half points is just way, way, way too much. Yeah, the Patriots is going to score 40 points and match mask everything on defense. Uh, Brett has had the blinders on all week in our chat. He's the resident relax guys. It's the Patriots guy in our circle. You've got the Pats. Tell us why, Brett. Yeah, this is probably the best line value we're going to get on the Patriots all year, but... I did not have this on my card because I, I need to see some consistency in this offense. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what this offense really is yet. And I, I didn't like what I saw out of, out of Sonny Michelle in the running game last week. They need a guy who can just get chunks up the middle. And, you know, as bad as we say LeGarrette Blunt is, he was a critical piece of this offense in, in past years because he not only got chunks on the ground, but he balanced things out from a play calling perspective and kept defenses uh, guessing. So I, I don't know what this offense is, and until we see it, I- I'm not going to be all that high. I-, I love this spot for the Patriots in theory against an overvalued Dolphins team that is three and zero against. I mean, they beat nobodies. This team is not as good as the record shows. So uh, I-, I really like the spot for the Patriots, but I'm not fully on board with this offense yet. When I saw this line and when I saw where the public was and when I saw where the line moved on Pinnacle, it's currently at seven. Granted, it's minus 119 on the plus seven. I just immediately penciled this in as my 10th pick. So 10 out of 14, which means it is the last pick to go in my top five. This is, as Brett said, the best value that we are going to get on the New England Patriots this entire season. It's an incredible spot to bet on Brady and bet on Belichick, and this trend is just gorgeous. According to the Action Network, the Brady-Belichick tandem, when getting fewer than 50% of the bets, which they are right now, they are 24-13-2 against the spread, good for 65%. We've seen this story a million times. The dynasty's done, and then they come out and shred somebody. This is a fake Miami team. They're 3-0, and but haven't beaten anybody and this goes back, all those articles going around this week about Tannehill and Adam Gase. Uh, their first season, they won. Uh, the opponents that they defeated had an average season win total of five and a half by season's end. This is about the fakest Miami team that there could be. And I love fading them in the spot. Uh, Mo, you were the lowest on this game, but you want to just cap off, cap off the conversation for us. I mean, what the hell are you guys talking about? Um, In what direction? The Patriots yeah, aren't. Who, who are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. First of all, Rich is like, you get to bet on Brady. Why would I want to bet on a bad player? I mean, why would that excite me? Um, I don't know. He's only one. Of the, I knew, he's only one of the goat against the spread quarterbacks of all time. Uh, well, mm, I mean, how much money have you made betting against Brady Belichick? Well, in I your mean, life, 
there's there's Belichick. How, how negative? Sit here how negative? How negative? EV, not, how, ne- but, how, how negative? Rich, EV? Rich, you're talking to a guy who bet the over yesterday and then was complaining about the over. Yeah, about offense and football. How much money have you lost on on Brady Bell? Betting fading Brady Bell, check mo. I mean, the only spot where I really lost a bunch was when uh, the, the Falcons red. beat the shit out of them. You're in the red. The you're, right side. you're in the red. You're in the red lifetime. One hundred percent on the right side. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, if I knew Josh Gordon was in there, I'd feel a lot better uh, with the Pats, considering they have zero weapons on offense right now. Um, one massive thing here is definitely the return of Trey Flowers. Uh, they had one sack and 36 dropbacks against Matt Stafford last week. Uh, you know, there's there's minus 119 on the plus seven. It's kind of whatever there. Uh, just leaning towards Miami here, but I don't really have, I don't really want anything to do with this one, honestly. All right, the other split game, Lions at Cowboys. The Cowboys are laying a field goal in this contest. 60% of the public is on Detroit, and nobody really has any conviction within our collective here. Uh, Rich... That's me. Brett and Mo have this at the same level, but Mo is taking the dog, and Brett and I are taking the favorite. DP is also taking the dog, but a little lighter in his confidence. Mo, you'll lead us off here. You like the Lions in the spot. Again, not too high. What are you seeing in Detroit that makes you take the three points? Well, why won't the books adjust to how bad this Dallas team is? Um... They faced a pretty, what looks like a pretty mediocre Seahawks defense, and they were on the verge of scoring six points in that game. I mean, they scored a garbage TD to make it look like they had 13, but that was a fake-ass 13. So this team is horrible. Horrible as we all thought preseason. Um, Ziggy Ansa not practicing, though, does worry me on a team that has absolutely zero pass rush. For the Lions, uh, he's one of the few guys on that team that can get to the quarterback. I just think the Lions are better. I think this line needs to be under three. Uh, so I'm taking the three points with the better team here. I really wanted nothing to do with this game. The reason I clicked Cowboys was I felt like I'd rather be on the 40%. I don't want to be on a public dog. And third, and most importantly to me, this is the one game, it seems like, that could be a tailor-made run-straight game for the Cowboys. The Lions have really struggled against the run. They're 27th in rush defense VOA. And uh, if there's anything that the Cowboys can do, even though that O-line is not what it used to be, they can run the ball. Uh, if they get that read option going, it worked really well against the Giants where Dak and Zeke really made those ends and outside linebackers work. And I really don't think the Lions have the personnel to stop uh, the read option. I, I Like Mo, I think this line should have been 2.5, and, and I would have liked it a lot more at 2.5. The Lions plus 3 are currently minus 111. So if you do like the Cowboys and you're going to bet real American dollars on them, I would wait and try to see if you can get a shade off that 3, get off of the key number. But... As is, I like the Cowboys slightly. Brett, you've been pro-Cowboys this season, uh, at least in that giant spot where you had a lot of conviction. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, this is actually kind of a similar spot for me, for the uh, for the Cowboys, uh, as two weeks ago when I loved them. Coming off a road loss, they go back home as a field goal favorite. Uh, the Lions are better than the Giants, so this isn't the smash spot that I saw two weeks ago, but... Yeah, public favoring the road dog, and the line is holding at three. Give me the Cowboys. This is Zeke for 200 against a trash Lions run defense. Absolute garbage. DP, you took Matt Patricia here. I did take Matt Patricia. I, I mean, I kind of wanted to like the Cowboys. Not not love by any means, but just like. Just because I felt like, you know, the Cowboys are in a lot of people's eyes underrated or at least performing really badly. So people aren't giving them any sort of value, but then, and then I was also thinking, you know, the, did, did the Detroit play their Super Bowl last week in at least their early season Super Bowl, just going against uh, their own two. They got to go against 
the the former head coach of Matt Patricia, and it, is that really going to amp them up? Is there going to be a hangover from that? But then I'm just I just kept looking at it, looking at it, looking at it, and saying I just don't have no idea how this Dallas team is going to score any points. I, I, this Dallas team is just bad. They're bad, 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 and. Yeah, like Mo said earlier, you know, I think that this line should be less than three. So I'm just going to have to take the Lions plus three here. But I, I kind of just don't want anything to do with this one. Stock. Zeke is going to score three touchdowns. That's how they're going to score. Stock could not be higher on Detroit right now. Yeah. <laughs> Sell all your Lions stock. All right. Let's get to not as many this week. Not as many that are really, really favorable. Nobody, again, nobody's very high. But let's get to the Lone Wolves. One in five in Lone Wolf selections last week. Mo was zero and two. I did not have a single one, so I make for, I make up for it this week with three Lone Wolves. None of them higher than a five out of fourteen in confidence points, however. But Mo, we'll start with you because you do have the highest. You have a Lone Wolf that bubbled your card. You are all in on Baker Mayfield. You're taking the two and a half points with the Cleveland Browns rookie quarterback first start on the road into the black hole. But Mo, you are not phased. Tell us why you like Cleveland in the spot. Have you watched Baker Mayfield? Do you think he gives a shit about any of that? <laughs> the Raiders are fucking awful. Uh, Mayfield looked super impressive carving up what we all think, right, is a pretty good Jets secondary. I mean, he didn't even break a sweat shitting on those dudes. What the hell is he going to do to this Raiders team? I mean, Hugh Jackson, rookie quarterback on the road. There's definitely reasons to be uh, a little bit cautious with this one. It wasn't by any means in my top tier. Um, it, bub- it, just, it bubbled uh, your card. So it's, yeah, it was in the middle tier for me, uh, at the top of the middle tier. Uh, I may put real American dollars on it. I may not. We'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, I, I just think there's a lot of talent on this Browns team, and they, they looked really good against the Jets in the second half, and uh, the Raiders suck. Isn't this a great spot for Oakland, though? Stock at its absolute apex for the Browns. Stock at its nadir for John Gruden and the Raiders. Is it, though? I mean, public's still on Oakland. but that's also at, uh, we're also getting line value here because it's minus three on Pinnacle. We're getting a massive half point of value. I mean, the Raiders are 0-3 against teams that are 8-1, right? Like, they've played okay teams. Well, let's not sit here and pretend the Broncos are good. Well, Broncos at home is, is going to be way tougher than Broncos on the road. And Dolphins at home, when you have to travel all the way across the country, is a lot harder than if they went you know, an hour north on a bus trip to play the Dolphins. So under the circumstances, I think those games are tougher than they might seem. And then they play the Goat Rams week one and get their faces caved in by Goat McVay. I don't know. I, I feel like this is a great spot for the Raiders, especially if you can lay less than a field goal. Uh, I mean, I like Baker, too. I like the peripherals, but we really think he's just going to go on the road with the Browns and just march in his first start? I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of skeptical. I think this game's going to be a lot closer than you think, Mo. Nobody else too high on the Raiders. DP had them as his last pick. Brett, you had it in the middle of your card. When I brought up Baker Mayfield as a streamable option this week in fantasy. You were not a big, uh, you were not in favor of that. So no shock for me at least to see that you had Oakland uh, selected here. Well, yeah, I mean, I love the number here, obviously, and I am Baker's number one super fanboy. I think he is the next great quarterback in this league. He could be the next Drew Brees, but this is still rookie quarterback in his first road start in a very tough environment. So I, I like the Raiders. Mo, your second lone wolf is super low. Classic AFC North battle. Ravens at Steelers. You are taking the three points with the Ravens, but you do have this very low. You probably just flipped a coin, but tell us why that coin was weighted slightly in Baltimore's favor. Well, 
this one is right where I thought the line should be. Um, Steelers are on a short week, though. Uh, don't really trust this team at all as a favorite this year. Their secondary is so bad. So if a team needs to come back against them, well, we saw exactly what happened uh, on Monday night with the Bucks. I mean, seemingly super secure lead, which would maybe be super secure uh, in a league where defense was allowed and against a team where um, they had personnel who could play defense. But uh, neither of those things are true. So I don't see how the Steelers are really going to hold any leads this year. I'm just going to take the points and just shrug my shoulders here. DP and myself had the Steelers quite low. Brett did not, though. Brett loves Pittsburgh in this spot. Seems like everybody's lukewarm on this one, but you, Brett. Tell us why not only we should like the Steelers, but with much more conviction. Yeah, I mean, the the Ravens had the highest margin of victory in the AFC right now. They slaughtered the Bills and Broncos at home, two teams that I don't think are any good, especially on the road. And those wins are clearly baked into this line. This thing originally opened at Steelers minus six. I think the Steelers are at least a point better on the neutral field. Baltimore is one-dimensional on offense, and that's with throwing the football. They can't run. 3.1 yards per carry on the season. And then on the defensive side of the ball, the Ravens, Terrell Suggs hasn't practiced this week. They're dealing with multiple injuries in the secondary. They're already without Jimmy Smith. This is his last game of, of his suspension. This Ravens team is so overvalued right now, and we have yet to see the Steelers click. I, you know, there is a non-zero chance they're just bad. But with all the off-the-field distractions, people are just off this team right now. The majority of the tickets coming in on the Ravens. But this is a rivalry game at home for Big Ben. He's won his last three against Baltimore. I like everything about this spot for the Steelers in primetime. Not to mention, again, another half point of value that we're getting. Right. It's three and a half on Pinnacle. And like you said, 56% of the public are on Baltimore. Minus six is strong. Like, <laughs> whoever got action down on that look ahead line, I don't know. This game, this rivalry should never be higher than five. Where are you seeing three and a half? When I did Pinnacle this morning. I'm seeing three right now. Well. And I saw three last night. So. Two, two hours ago, it was three and a half on Pinnacle. It is currently three, however. So, I don't know. Definitely shading Steelers here. Big Ben, home road splits are a real thing. Hinesfield, night game. I don't know. I, I think this should for sure be at three and a half, maybe even four. DP, anything you want to add on this AFC North tilt? Not really. I think Brett covered it all. All right. We'll go to me. I have three lone wolves, two of them right at the bottom, one of them at the bottom but below the fold, uh, or below the fold at the bottom, and that's the Jaguars. I am laying the 7.5 with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and part of me is thinking that this is me hoping and wishing that somehow, by me selecting the Jaguars, that will favor my fighting New York Jets. If somehow, I can reverse jinx this. Daring to be square, 66% on the Jags right now. This line stinks. I think the Jets would have had way more value at the opener. This opened at 9 in some places, 8.5 in most. And at that number, I would have liked the Jets a little bit more. Uh, both teams are stock low. Obviously, the Jets lost to the Browns in that the Bud Light Baker Mayfield breakout game on TNF. And then the Jags could only muster six points last week at home in a spot against a divisional rival. But the thing that really stands out to me is this is an awful, awful matchup for the Jets offense. The Jets really want to run the ball and have a short passing attack. But against a team that rallies to the ball uh, like the Jags do, and that Pete Carroll system, play zone and rally to the ball, it's just not going to work. You're just not going to be able to throw the ball short and have any success. You're going to have to challenge these guys, especially over the middle of the field. You have to attack the seam, classic Patriots style. And Quincy Inunua, good candidate to do that. He plays inside and gets over the middle pretty well, but I just don't think the Jets are going to have the chutzpah to throw the ball aggressively down the seam. One thing that did jump out to me 
uh, is that the Jags' D-line has been surprisingly average based on adjusted sack rate. They're 17th, according to Football Outsiders. And the Jets' O-line, which has not passed the eye test, ranks the same. They're 17th in adjusted sack rate. In addition to that, Calais Campbell popped up on the injury report on Thursday as a limited participant. But that's, this is one of those things where my gut is telling me that the Jags' D-line is better than it's played. And likewise, the Jets' offensive line is not as good as these numbers say. Uh, I think this is a fair line. But given that I have to make a choice, I am going to take the Jags. Mo, you're in the highest in the spot. You have this in your top five. Tell me why I am wrong. Well, you're the one sitting here telling me Darnold's good when I think he's bad. Um, I think he's good, but the Jags may have the best pass defense in the league, and he has to go on the road. a bad QB on the road versus a good defense. That's always going to make me... A little nervous, but you know, the, the <laughs> what are Jets, you saying? Yeah, the Jets thanks. Do have extra rest here. Um, the Jags do have a horrible offense themselves. I'm not. I'm not really sure, to be honest, how either team is going to move the ball in this game. Um, how are they going to cover seven and a half? How can you put them on your? This is like, are you just? Well, that's what I'm def- saying. Defensive touchdown. You're just guaranteeing a defensive touchdown for Jags. I have the Jets. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure how either team moves the ball here. It feels like a high-variance game. Two turnover-prone QBs. Uh, would not surprise me if I looked at the score and either one of these teams was up 14 now. Um, Jets are coming in off extra rest, so I'm just going to take uh, what looks like a pretty nice number here and uh, hope the Jets can keep it close. Again, I, w- I would agree with you if this was at the opener, at 9 or 8.5, but 7.5 just it seems like a fair line to me. Brett, you were the next highest, taking the Jets. Not scared of this Jag secondary, eh? Yeah, of course I am. I, I think the Jets are 100% the right side, but the worry, of course, is Darnold against this smothering defense and Darnold trying to make plays in negative game flow and the Jags converting turnovers into either points or great field positions. So... I like the Jets, but I did not want this on the card because of Darnold. Yeah, I think the the back door is not open in this game. That That's another point that I wanted to make is if the Jets get into negative game script, I don't think they're going to march down the field in the second half and get some free points that get you the cover. I don't think that's happening against this Jags defense. So that is the big downfall. My two bottom picks as lone wolves are two NFC South teams. One... It's just, it's a, this is just a weird, this is a weird game. It's a weird line, weird game. Bengals at Falcons. The Falcons are laying five points, which is a point off of Pinnacle. It's currently minus four. Cincy, though, nothing worse than a public dog. 58% of the bets are on the Bengals, and that was enough for me to just click the Falcons and stick it at the bottom. I know the injury concerns. I know Ricardo Allen joins the long list of IR players, but I don't know. I think this is a sneaky spot for the Falcons where everybody is off them. Again, the Bengals are a very public dog and that the Falcons find a way to win this game and cover. The other, keeping it in the NFC South, is the New Orleans Saints. I think this is a fair line. I think Saints minus 10 in New Orleans would be fair. This is a bad Giants team. Uh, and I would not want to have Eli Manning plus three and a half anywhere near our card. I don't trust it whatsoever. If this was December and there was going to be bad weather, then maybe. But it's going to be 72 and sunny at MetLife on Sunday, which means Drew Brees and the Saints could be marching up and down the field, so want nothing to do with this. Uh, nobody was really high on either of these games, except for Brett. Yeah, except for <laughs> Brett, who has the Bengals in his top five after fading them last week against a worse Panthers team. What's the change here, Brett? I don't know. Wait, how wait, this. wait. Nobody else was high on this? Hold on a second. Oh, you too have this at number two. My apologies. Why do you guys love the Bengals so much in this spot? Public because dogs. the Bengals are good. Public dogs. This is a gross spot for the Bengals. I don't know how the Falcons get stops in this game. Three key starters out 
for Atlanta on defense, and they continue to get killed by passes underneath. The Saints marched all over them last week, and I think we're going to see this, the same thing. The same thing here with Dalton, Bernard, AJ Green. This is an Eifert game too, man. That that guy. We're sure is Gio. Going to, we're, we're sure Gio's playing DNP all week. This might be. Yeah, I think he's going to play. This might be something Walton. You know, I don't know Walton. Walton looked kind of good last week. I'm team running backs don't matter, but when you got a guy off the street named something Walton, <laughs> I, I love this Bengals secondary. You need cover guys to beat the Falcons. Uh, you know, I, I didn't like the spot for Cincy last week against Carolina, but now they're getting more points against a, a defense that is really struggling in the secondary in the middle of the field. Uh, we're getting a point of line value against the current pinnacle line. Love the Bengals this week. Jerry Kirkpatrick. Went from limited to DNP on Thursday. I don't know. I think the, the Falcons keep pace in this game. Mo. Keep pace. They need to set the pace. Mo. Public dog. Yeah. What the hell are you doing? Rich? Pu- public this is, public dog. You're lining up with the public to take this the Bengals. Is a slam dunk. Falcons have a quarter of their starting secondary. A quarter. And they don't have their best coverage linebacker. Even something Justin Bethel, some backup corner is hurt. I mean, we thought this it, was going to be the thing with with the Panthers game too, and the Falcons they can't stop again a nosebleed. A better Panthers team, a team that just dominated the Bengals. They had no problem beating them by a touchdown. They can't stop a nosebleed. Doesn't matter when they can outscore people. It's the 2018 NFL. Defense doesn't matter. You said it yourself. Can't stop a nosebleed, and the line is four. This is, I mean, how do you not love the Bengals here? This is. I mean, Bengals could easily win this outright. Falcons are just a shell of themselves right now. Yeah, this I mean, is money bet line, man. Bet the Bengals money line. I don't know. I don't see it. Again, not with a lot of conviction at, at the bottom of my card. But, like, this Bengals team just got thrashed by a worse Panthers team. Thrashed? They they lost by double out, digits. They outgained them. They were out yards per play them. Well, that's because they had the ball the whole time. How does that matter for yards, yards per, per play? play? Yeah, that's fair. But outgaining them is just a raw stat. I don't know. I, I just, if this was so obvious, why hasn't the line come down to closer to three? Five to four is not really a move. That's Those are dead numbers. But why isn't this game at three and a half or three? You know, Just give it time. It probably will. And the other one, Saints-Giants. Mo, you had the Giants in the middle of your card. Keep telling me why I'm wrong. Well, I don't know if you're wrong on this one. Um, Not too confident. I could definitely see the Giants moving the ball here, though. Um, What I don't see is how the hell they're going to stop the Saints. Olivier Vernon playing would be quite important here. Uh, I just basically mostly a market play here. It's um, plus three and a half with... Uh, minus 119 on the juice there. So definitely looks like it's going to hit three here. So I'm just going to take the hook. Bert, you called this a trash team. You laid all the points with the Texans last week. I know this is your one pointer, but I have to rib you a little bit. Yeah, that was a horrible pick by me. Horrible. (laughs) DP, you're kind of high in the Giants too. You've got them in the middle of your card. What's your thoughts? I think the Saints already got rid of their bounce back last week with a nice cover and a win against the Falcons. You know, I think we would all agree that that was a pretty good spot for them overall, just going on the road. You know, the commonality is that, uh, or the common notion is that uh, the Saints on the road aren't the same team, but them going to Atlanta, I don't think is really that big of a deal to them. This to me is different. um, And it's a public road favorite in a spot where I just think that the Giants will, they'll be all right overall. They're going to be all right. Giants suck. This is, bad. This, is bad. this is a bad team. This should be six. If this was... Uh, six? I mean, Bears-Cardinals was six last week. If if they didn't wear blue helmets with a white NY on them, this line would be six. Bears-Cardinals should have been three. Yeah, what are you talking about? I, I mean, I agree with you that like, like this is, the weather is a big factor here. Uh, I, I definitely wanted to like the Giants more than I do, but... But you can't, it looks like it's going to be a beautiful day out. So, But you can't because they stink. Yeah, they're bad, but I don't see how you can sit here and tell me it should be six. Uh, let me rephrase. I don't think it should be six. I'm saying that it would be six if they did not wear blue helmets with a white NY on it. Right? If this was 
the Cardinals, some other random bad team, this line would be six. But I don't know, man. This Saints, the Saints defense looks terrible. You're drunk still. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's stumble on to our actual card then, recapping the Lone Wolves. Way at the bottom, I have the Jags, Falcons, and Saints. Two of those being public sides. Falcons, sharp side. Come on, guys. Stop lining up with the public to take points with the Bengals. And Mo has the Browns and Ravens both as road dogs. I'll kick off the card because I had a 4-1 record last week, and I have a better overall record than DP, who also went 4-1. And I will give the people one of our seven consensus picks. It was the highest consensus pick with an average ranking of 12.5 out of 14, and it is the Tennessee Titans plus four at home against the Philadelphia Eagles. So if I'm going to do, let's let's see if I'm still drunk, uh, Mo. Let's see if I can do uh, this line of thought here. So according to this line, the Eagles would be minus 10 at home, where last week they failed to cover as minus 6.5 favorites against what I think is a slightly worse Colts team. So I think I did my math right there. Uh, this line is 3.5 on Pinnacle, uh, 3.5 minus 114 with 69% nice of the bets on Philadelphia. So this thing is going to close at 3, it seems like. I don't know. There's just so much to love in this spot. The Titans defense, while it ranks 18th in VOA, uh, it's really passing the eye test. I think they're doing a great job of rallying to the ball. Jack Conklin finally returns this week. We thought he was going to return last week, but this is the week. He's been a full participant in practice all week. He rejoins Taylor Lewan as the bookend tackles in that offense. The biggest concern, obviously, is that who knows if Marcus Mariota can feel a football (laughs) in his hand. Who cares? But right, we just saw Andrew Luck with a dead shoulder get the cover last week in Philadelphia. I think this is a beautiful spot for the Titans. This was Brett's top pick. It was Moe's top pick. And while it did not make DP's card, it was right there in the middle of the pack. So, DP, you are the lowest on this game. Tell me why we should be concerned. Uh, I'm just a little bit concerned about, uh, like you mentioned, you know, with Marcus Mariota, this Titans offense. But overall, I really like the spot, really like uh, really like this line. It's also at Westgate. It's down to three and a half. So, I mean, I just think that Wentz generally is going to need another couple weeks to just get himself in order and play himself back to the Carson Wentz that we uh, knew him to be last year. Um, but right now, I think we can take advantage of that. Mo, is that better? Much better. I mean, this is such a good spot. I mean, okay, there is one thing that obviously worries me, but and that's what if Mariota were to get hurt? We don't even have Blaine Gabbert. It says something called Austin Davis. Austin Davis! Third string. I think I remember him from the Rams. Yeah, he's frisky. Um, He was Rams. Yeah, Wentz did not fully look like himself, the line. Um... Both lines that I expected to dominate the Colts last week just really didn't. Um, and the Titans, much better and much healthier up front. I, I, this line, I cap this as a pick I don't even know what the hell this line is. I don't know. This, to me, I had this one in a tier all by itself. Like, I don't have anything close to it. It's by far, for me, the top play this week. Austin Davis, 3-7 and seven lifetime, including 0-2 on the 2015 Browns, which... We're a dumpster fire. We're fine. Austin Davis is frisky. Let's let's start him. At least he can feel his hand. I agree with what you said, though. Uh, to me, this defense looks solid. Yeah, for sure. Passing That's because the they're good. Yeah. So. This defense is good. All right. why, do, why do people hate the Titans? They're getting no respect from anybody. Well, because they, they just beat Jacksonville as 10-point dogs. It's like people have already ra- erased that game from memory. They don't like them because their offense is pitiful and horrible oh, and horrible to watch. So That's great for us. They're not aesthetically pleasing. That's why people Titans, don't like Titans them. on our card every single week. They change their jerseys to these ugly navy blue things. Nobody likes the Titans. And like you said... If we can benefit from it and get value, 
We certainly will. DP, you too have a road dog as your number one selection. It too is a consensus pick. Tell us which bad quarterback you're backing this Sunday. CJ Beathard. Yes. 49ers. I mean, listen, this line, does this line not seem crazy to anyone? This was the this was the only thing on the card that I looked at and I said that's just stupid. Uh, that's number one by far. Like it just, I mean, I'm all about some Jimmy G, but this line is now ten points without Jimmy G. I, I don't I don't see it. I don't get it. Um, I think CJ Beathard's just going to be fine against the Chargers team. That I feel like every year we just want to love the Chargers, Brett specifically, but every year they let us down. So I'm just going to start believing that they just are never as good as we want to think that they are. So, and then also you got, I don't know what's going on with Keenan Allen. He didn't practice yesterday. Joey Bosa's still out. I mean, this is just way, way, way too many points. Way too many points. Keenan Allen hasn't practiced all week. This is in everybody's top five except for Mo. Mo. What level of concern do you have? You've got the Niners right in the middle there. Well, I already brought it up with the Titans. Um, what happens if Beathard gets hurt? There's something called Nick Mullins is on the depth chart. I don't even know what that is. And for me, somebody who watches Unprofesh, I have no idea. I've never seen that word before, Nick Mullins. I don't know who that is. I mean, how much are we um, capping quarterback injuries, though? Well, I mean, when... It's the Chargers, and they actually have a good pass rush. I actually have to be a little worried. Do they, they have a good pass a rush? Good pass rush on paper. Yeah, I don't know. Shanahan versus the worst coach here, though. That helps quite a bit. Um, and then no home field for the Chargers. I don't hate it. Uh, it's a lot of points. I think I'm fine with it. But, uh, man. How many points is CJ Beathard worth? Or is this is this switch from Jimmy G to CJ Beathard? A lot. Oh, it's he's good. good. Max, yes. max two points. Stop. Max Four points. At least. I would say that it would. I would say that it'd be six. I don't agree with it, but I think that they would do something crazy like that. Okay, let's, this would be plus four. Let's say it is four, right? So that means Niners would be plus six in this spot, and you bet plus six and a half against a much better Chiefs team last week. Yeah, I'd be on the Niners. So this, is, had, on so this is the slam dunk. It was three and a half. So this is slam dunk. Well, that was also with Jimmy G. So yeah. So you're telling me they're they're trying to tell us that Jimmy G is worth seven points. Yeah. And and without without Bosa in the lineup for the Chargers, Bosa is worth more points than Jimmy G. Brett, how fake is this Chargers team? Stop ramming them down our throats every year. This is a they're f- fake. No, they're fake right now because they don't have their best player. He's the most impactful player. On this team by far. They're awful. And they're poorly coached. This is an awful football team. They're 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 not good right now. I fully admit they're not good. So this line is way off. And the overreaction to the Jimmy G injury, Beathard is fine. He's a game manager. Great spot here for the backs, too. Breda and Alf. This, oh yeah, all the Breda. Yeah, this this Chargers defense, 26th in VOA. And uh, it feels like they give up everything underneath. This is this is a great spot. Ten points is way way too heavy. All right, Mo, you're up, and you're gonna put on the pick that is gross to me. Go for it. This is gross. Public dog, Mo. This is Bengals. This is a great spot. Public dog. Let's Nothing go worse. That's it. Just let's go, Brett. Nothing else. Yeah, we, we made I'm our with, points. I'm with you, Mo. We made I'm our with points. You too. Let's go. Brett knows this is the right side. Of course, so it does is. everyone else. All apparently. right. I know how to. I know how to salt Mo. We'll go to Brett's pick now. <laughs> Brett, I've got. I've got. Well, my number one pick was the Titans, but I. I've got the Steelers on the card. There you go, Mo. How happy are you now? Are you now? Let's go. What? <laughs> I, I don't. What's going on here? <laughs> the Steelers. Yeah. Well, th- this is scary. <laughs> I don't get it, Brett. I don't get it How either. Can you have but so whatever. Much Brett, on last game. time you erased Brett's minus three favorite. There's so we yeah. got wrecked. Yeah, we so. did get wrecked. There's so many good spots on this card, and you picked the Steelers minus three. I think the Steelers are gonna wreck the Ravens. That's it. Just full. The stop. Ravens. This this <laughs> Ravens team is so overrated right now. This line should be four and a half. 
I, I would agree with that. In t- the overrated part, I'm just I'm very scared of the Steelers team. Like Steelers, they could just be they could just be horrible. Big Ben at, at home in prime time. This is a great spot. Yeah, it could be five touchdowns or five interceptions. You have literally have no idea what you're going to get from that guy. All, all the good spots this week. Bad team at home on short rest. All are they bad? All the good spots this week, and you click Steelers. Oh, I click Titans, but yeah. The if the too. collective pick doesn't spit out what I want it to, I'm I'm gonna really question you guys. Yeah, just keep vetoing my picks. Picks, that's fine. <laughs> all right, it's well, only gonna cost us a million dollars. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I blew that one. Let's see what the collective pick spits out. The machine, not great so far. <laughs> okay, if you include the Packers pick that we took off, but let's see if uh, we can get a winner out of her. The collective chooses the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals plus three at home against the Seattle Seahawks. For me, this is a 100% market play. This is a consensus pick. DP, you and I were the highest on this. I'll let you take the honors. Yeah, I mean, like you said, market play, I, I like the spots. The Seahawks, I think, are a bit overrated. Cardinals, certainly underrated. I mean, the Cardinals are not that good, but they do get Josh Rosen after a full week of practice. He was thrown into the fire in a really stupidly weird spot last week. I didn't really understand it, and even then, he didn't look that bad. I mean, he looked fine and comfortable out there. So I'm just ready to roll with the kid and just <laughs> make it happen. It's also uh, we get a home dog on the card, which I think that everyone likes to have. Uh, public is all over this road favorite, and hasn't the line moved from three and a half down to three? So I think it's it might even move. Yeah, who knows? But what I, I love the spot. Overall, love the spot. I think that the Seahawks just generally are a bit overrated. They don't have too much. They beat up on a really bad Dallas team. I think we can all agree with that last week. So give me the Cardinals for the second week in a row. 73% laying three points on the road with this Seattle team. Mo, this was not your next highest pick, but it was high. It is in your top five. How do you feel? This isn't what I wanted to hear. I like the other one better by, by a decent amount. I think there was a little separation there, but I think this line has the potential to be terrible. If the Cards offense now has a pulse with Rosen, then it's definitely going to be really, really bad. And I, just like Donnie, think Rosen looked fine. Like, he came out there, he looked calm, he made some nice throws. His offensive line did nothing for him, and the spot was horrible. So I think given all that, he was fine. And I do like the Cardinals here, but man, how do you guys not love the Bears? What the hell? Bears are one of the other consensus picks. They nearly made my card. The only reason they didn't is because I just slotted the Patriots in at that fifth pick. Brett and DP, super low on the Bears. And yeah, I need to know why. This is a great spot for Chicago. It's because beautiful. Trubisky. Trubisky's fine. Like, again, especially... Anyone can move and, and wait a minute, 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 wait a minute. Bert, aren't you saying Trubisky stacks this week in DFS? Like, yeah, of course, because he's free. But this is, this, is, this is a real football game that we're talking about here. And he sucks. Keg versus this defense on the road. Lock it up. Yeah, 100%. I mean, this is the Tampa Bay has the worst rushing offense in the league, you guys. They have, they get three yards per attempt. Bears are going to absolutely pin their ears back. Khalil Mack coming after this bad QB on the road in bad weather, 10 mile per hour wins. This is a horrible spot for Tampa. And DP, don't you have Bears win total? Isn't this an a must win for, in order for you to get that? Yep. He picked the Bears. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, yep. I mean, I, I got nothing to say about this one. I got nothing. This is one of those ones where I did it out last night, and I, and I was like, okay, I don't really want anything to do with this game. And then I woke up this morning, and I looked at it, and I said, that should be way fucking higher. But... Well, what am job, I going to do? Excellent. Good job, then. Uh, other consensus picks. I had the Colts on my card. I think this is a great spot for the Colts. They should be way more than minus one at home in this spot against an awful 
awful Texans team. Uh, Broncos were also a consensus pick. And the lowest consensus pick was Packers minus nine and a half. Anybody have any thoughts on those games? Brett, you had the Broncos on your card. So did you, DP. Yeah, it's a market play for me. That's pretty much it. A lot of points. It doesn't have much to do with matchups and things on the field. I'm just taking a home team in a rivalry game against a team at the absolute apex of its value. Case, case against a team with no pulse seems like th- at home seems like the time to spot to to take the Broncos there. Yeah, Mo, how you feeling, buddy? I mean, I can't believe <laughs> the Steelers are on there and the Bears aren't. This line should be like five. Don't you have a veto? I do, but I mean, we already. Got fucked vetoing Brett, so... Already blew our dicks off. So the card... Whatever. Just let him go. Titans plus four. Steelers minus three. Niners plus ten. Bengals plus five. Yuck. And Cardinals plus three. That's this is a great card. Fucking Bengals. This, is, this actually... Is this my card? Bengals and Steelers. It is your card except for... I hate the Steelers. Broncos. You then can... veto. <laughs> I can't, man. I hate the Steelers, says the guy who picked the Steelers. Yeah, but it's really low. I'm just I, I I don't hate the Steelers. I hate the pick. Like it just that this idea of having is on the card, but I guess I gotta trust Brett. Come on, we love our Sunday night. I was gonna say sweats. we have a prime time sweat. <laughs> I'm Time Hammer. All right. Follow these guys on Twitter at Brett Colson, C O L S O N, at Donnie underscore Peters, and at Mo Nuwara, N U W W A R A H. Go ahead and follow at Gridiron Gamble as well, and go ahead and check out sharpside.com. Hoping for another 4 and 1. I won't be greedy. 5 and 0 would be excellent. We'll see you on Tuesday for the recap. Best of luck in your betting ventures. Peace. Ouch.